0: Hello and welcome to the Bald Move Television podcast, where the officially unofficial podcast for all of television. But don't tell anyone we're just talking about the Deuce this week. Uh, we, I am your host, Aaron. I'm Jim. I, we should have said we are to, J. Ron. Are our powers combined, Voltron and it up. Uh, we're here to talk about episode two hundred eight of the Deuce on HBO. Nobody has to get hurt. Unfortunately, people have to get hurt yeah at least one person had to get hurt this is a penultimate episode of a david simon project written by one george pelicanos and if you know anything from the wire uh he is the hammer and uh (laughs) no coincidence someone was literally hammered to death by (laughs) by his typewriter jim what'd you think of this episode uh i mean it was awesome Yeah, I mean Is that enough? (laughs) That's like can I I just say that? This is why you watch shows like The Wire and the Deuce, because you have a string of great episodes that build up into something even more. Mm -hmm. I this episode felt like it was twenty minutes long. I could not believe I mean it felt appropriate when we got the credits because of what just happened, but my God, what an entertaining episode. It managed to be funny. It managed to be poignant. It said some smart things. It continues to say smart things politically, and it also just had this undercurrent of menace, mm-hmm. where every character seemed like they were taking turns baiting fate and and wanting and and wanting the penultimate uh, si- uh, Simon Pelicano's hammer, uh, but in the end, only CC got it. Uh, yeah, pretty gutsy call, because I got to say. Uh, CC is one of the the bright stars in the 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 Deuce constellation. He's a shit shit human being but a great character mm-hmm. and just just a, a, an amazing character to watch an amazing character to uh see brought to life. Yeah, I mean so much of this episode is driven by how good that actor
1: is at portraying this particular Gary character, Carr, right? Yeah. Uh he Man, in the scenes where he needs to, like, play deferential to the mm-hmm. mob, but also not, like, f- feel like he's disrespecting himself. Yeah, not, like, uh, roll over and piss it. himself. Yeah. yeah, and then when he needs to be incredibly menacing, like, that scene in the bar with Lori, mm-hmm. where he's talking about how he's going to fuck her and, like, yeah. leave her with something. It, it, having seen the episode with Dorothy last mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure what I expected out of the, the resolution to that.
0: It seems weird to say, but I thought I was geared up for a hell of a lot worse than just what it... A brutal rape. Right, uh, right. Inter- and I'm and like i like, uh, my first reaction is, she got off easy? I mean, you look at what happened to, like, Candy. Yeah.
1: And Dorothy. Like I said, I those things... Look, I don't want to downplay what right. happened to I, Lori I, here. That's as, as crucial. As two men,
0: I want to back up and be like, this is not saying. But, but, but
1: Candy got that plus
0: a beating, right? Uh, Dorothy got that
1: plus a cutting,
0: like, right? And a really cold, like I, I, I can't say enough about how cold blooded and vile and and uh, sadistic the cutting was.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and but that's this is to say. That scene in the bar was fucking amazing. Yeah. Because yeah, I didn't know what could have happened.
0: Yeah. Me there. and Cecily were like, "Shit, we're buckled in." <laughs> yeah. Because I, in fact, I, I, I figured someone had to die uh-huh. because it is a penultimate episode. It does have the title "Nobody Has to Get Hurt." Right. And she had like this bright, shining future ahead of her, uh, and I thought he was going to take a pound of flesh, if not her life. I think he took a chunk of her soul. Oh yeah. I mean. Oh yeah. Lori at the airport was a kind of transformed character. Uh, she is, I mean, I don't know how. Like, I don't know if this will. Because obviously, we're going to flash forward into the '80s uh, next year. I don't know if this is going to haunt her. Hell, mm-hmm. I mean, she, I guess she still uh, could have some more, some more things coming from the pain train. But like, it feels like she's going to hear the foot. She's going to hear CC's footsteps behind her for. A long time and he mm-hmm. he totally intended that to happen yeah uh and uh, and yeah. i mean the the
1: the part where he's like throwing the money at her oh yeah just saying look I, you're always
0: mine because of everything that's right. led up to this right and don't Whether ever you get out or not yeah doesn't matter and don't ever forget you're you're a whore mm-hmm. uh that's what you are that's a, what you that's all you'll ever be uh and it's uh it's it's tough it it was tough to watch It was, but also amazing. Like, yes.
1: You know, even when this show is tough to watch, it's also a joy to watch Mm -hmm. because the acting is so good. The setting is so real. uh, These characters are so compelling. Uh, CeCe with the mob was also one of, like, part of my my favorite thing about this episode. Mm -hmm, Just the mm -hmm. way, you know, he doesn't have a choice here, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the mob's not going to come to you and say, hey, here's 15 grand, and you try and. Argue him up to twenty, right. and they say no, and then they're they're not going to let you keep Laurie. Like
0: that's mm-hmm. the thing; it's mm-hmm. it's
1: just not going to happen,
0: right? And the only and reason he has no recourse nicely is because Kiki wanted to <laughs> yeah. keep things safe and clean
1: because because they got some money in the movie
0: right. and it has interests. like
1: th- that kind of stuff. So, CC has no recourse here except to get one last dig in at Laurie, mm-hmm. and that's what he does, yep. you know. And then the part where he goes to Bobby and he tries to get some money out of Laurie, uh I guess prematurely before mm-hmm. they've actually made any money on Lori's performance in mm-hmm. Red Hot. Mm-hmm. Uh that I mean it was obviously a step too far, right? He got killed for it. But I I felt like what do you think CC is doing there? Is he trying to go on a trip? Is he trying to get out? Is he done with this and he just wants enough money to make it?
0: You know, I after the end of the fir- after my first watch, I thought I think he just is suicidal because that's the only explanation for him pushing Bobby and and Frankie going after their wife and sister, uh, respectively, uh, and just just goading them and goading them. Uh, But on second watch, that doesn't quite track because this is a man who's making plans. This is a man who is still... You know, in his role as senior senior council member of the Pimp Alliance, mm-hmm. uh, the one uh, you know, the 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 elder statesman saying he's he's the stringer bell saying like you murder a civilian, especially one that's out here agitating, mm-hmm. and we will catch all kinds of hell. Do You drop you you know like no one gives a shit about the hookers, no one gives a shit about the pimps. Um, although Leon did do hard time for murdering a pimp, yeah. Uh, so like people care more about pimps than they do these these, but. You know, Dorothy's managed to get free and become a civilian, and become an activist, and it's it's going to be bad for business. So, and then he goes and he tells, uh, was it, Melissa is uh, the the, the I don't Larry's know. Old, uh, old that he he inherited from Larry his, his new bottom, yeah, yeah his <laughs> new bottom. Uh, he tells, he, it seems like he had plans, like I'm going to go out there, I'm going to, but I maybe maybe I'm half right, half wrong. That this is a man who sees the end, he sees the end of this way of life. uh you know, he's kinda getting like there's a little bit of like uh what the older woman said to Frankie about well, what are you gonna do when you grow like is is this something you're gonna do when you got gray hair mm-hmm. uh and like uh there's a little bit of uh Rodney saying, what good is building up a stable if they're all gonna just run off? like he sees the kind of futility, and maybe he's pushed maybe maybe he wants that 50 grand so he can go and retire mm-hmm. or go back to the you know like cuz cuz he he did mention that he got 50 grand maybe he just wants to try to push these white boys and scare him and get that bankroll that he thinks he needs and maybe he can make a stab at retirement because he's just done mm-hmm. and he doesn't maybe he doesn't give a fuck i don't know what do you think uh yeah i was having a hard time reading him at
1: the, at the very end uh what he actually wanted out of that meeting other than to just piss them off
0: it did seem also that i think he had identified frankie and bobby as schmucks and because yeah. like the other against my own thesis of the him being you know, like this is like essentially a suicide by massage massage parlor owner mm-hmm. uh is that he seemed genuinely shocked that he got stabbed and then he fought like hell on his way out. Like yeah. that doesn't seem like somebody that's ready to give up. That's not the reaction you expect from them. So I just think that he thought that he was going to make these guys so uncomfortable and, and, and pigeon and, and put them in the corner so hard because, you know, CC's not like CC kill has killed people. We've seen him. Mm-hmm. So like, I think one-on-one against any of these guys, it's uh if he, he pulls the first move, then, you know, it's game over. But I, he just, I think he did the math wrong. No, I, I, you're probably right about that. I, I look at that scene
1: and I go, well, this isn't far outside Cece's wheelhouse at all. I mean, mm. he is used to running his mouth to people's faces and them backing down because of who he is, mm. you know? Mm. And yeah, I, I if he doesn't take it quite so personally, I think Bobby does back down in this scene. It's, yes. it's when he mentions his wife, when he mentions his family, and he really just... He drives that nail into the thing that Bobby
0: knows about himself. Is it that's his the in, the inner rot in his core. Like right. you know, he knows his family's out of control. He knows he's his, he's let his wife down and he's he's not being yeah. a man he knows. He just doesn't these, want to hear it from this he's guy. <laughs> certainly and like I, I feel like that yeah, if his if his son stayed in school, uh if uh he didn't get busted on TV and humiliated his com- community uh, if he wasn't feeling like this is kind of all vaguely his fault, like the th- stuff mm-hmm. that's happened with the girls, I think CeCe walks out of there alive. I don't think he gets 10 grand. No, but right, I think yeah. he walks out of there with his life intact. Uh, but I don't know if he was going to walk out, out of there without
1: the money. Honestly. Really? Like, I think he was just going to sit there flicking his lighter until something happened.
0: But I think that's whether that's get- I want the money or whether that's I get stabbed. Uh, Right. I mean, I think that's where it's like uh, you you get the the big Mike giving the rival drug dealer the heave ho. Like, I think there's ways Mm -hmm. to get Cece out of the parlor without, uh, you know, him being in a tarp. Yeah. Like, you toss him down the stairs, do whatever. But I think he probably, so, yeah, you you might be right. Because that might be part of the calculation, too. Just kind of like, I can do this all day, gentlemen. You know, (laughs) I can sit here and disrupt your business. So what the fuck are you going to do? Uh-huh. You know, I, I I don't know, but I, the other thing is like he might not think Bobby and Frankie would kill him, but he's got to know Black Frankie would kill him. Oh yeah, yeah. So in a that's the thing I I can't quite figure <laughs> his calculation. I'm not sure if we're supposed to understand he's slipping. He just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. He's he's desperate because I, here's the other thing that I don't get about CC. I thought that in these later few episodes um, that he's looked a little threadbare and mm-hmm. then even mentioned Melissa says, oh, I can't let you look and go out there like that. Daddy, your button's loose or whatever. And he'd Let me fix it. And he's like, no. And then the the mafia points out his fucked up caddy and it's all bondoed up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we we talked about the theme of these pimps kind of slimp slipping. But how in the hell is Cece this low mm-hmm. on the hog, if that's an expression, when he's had this bankable megastar that he has taken 100% of her yeah. paycheck.
1: No, if if anything I felt like he should have been the only guy who is succeeding here in a big way. Do you think that he's Getting got flashier?
0: Like, he's got a Rodney drug problem we just didn't know about cuz where the fuck is this money going? It's not going on know. his threads, it's not going on his wheels. I mean, he doesn't have the. He's, he he, he does, has one other girl, right? He double he double orders burnt powder, uh, you know, porterhouse steaks every day, you know? <laughs> right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> he's eating. He's eating his money. He, he's getting the good whiskey, or, or he does whatever have Melissa. Are. Melissa's like you know, she she seems like she's just sitting around.
0: She seems almost like uh like some of Larry's. Well, it's weird because earlier in the season, I think she was making eh, so a lot of things to unpack here, but I think she was making the play. To be the new bottom because you know Lori mm-hmm. was starting to get complacent and well, not complacent, but she was starting to move into star thing and and Cece's like you all get there and and Melissa was always like I can work all day, Daddy, I can do the double shift, I can do this, trying to get his uh, you know attention and respect. And at the end, when he gives it to her, there's something different from the beginning of season. Like I don't know whether she saw because it's it's kind of like Lori. And Ashley last year had the same experience. Ashley was the bottom. Uh, Lori came. She was the new, you know, but, but she was also old product. And Lori's the up and coming. And, you know, she's all full of f- f- piss and vinegar. And it's kind of CeCe's new favorite. And she's rebelling against that. It's the same role, except for Lori just didn't give a shit. And she finally gets out. And I feel like Melissa's now like, well, what the hell? What's a bottom? B- I'm your only. hmm um i it, it there's it's something interesting in her performance um and it's also interesting to see that her lover from last season uh beverly i think is her name the one that uh oh got out of jail yeah. yeah i i had barely remembered that scene where larry just lets her take this drug fall and like gets her into the sketchy like because his dumb ass <laughs> didn't know any better got uh, in this gotten this Obvious drug bust and and send her up the river and let her do that time, uh but but I, I wonder if um you know because now she's free so like there is a yeah. there is a glimmer of a happy ending where Melissa and Beverly just go fuck off and be awesome together or as awesome as the two ex prostitutes and an ex con can be. You're describing this scene
1: from last season and I still don't remember it. <laughs> like I honestly
0: i didn't know who this person was right right no idea it's tough because it's been a whole season since we've seen her and and i'm sure she looks way different she i mean uh, i i guess um because she was always kind of like a little uh i I think that was kind of one of her things is maybe she was going to seed too but she was kind of larry's bottom and he Mm -hmm. even said uh you know she's like i remember the pimps having a conversation him saying that you know she's like like a dog she's so loyal i don't have to worry about her carrying the weight, and she did. I guess mm-hmm. five years hard, five plus years of hard time. Uh Never squealed on him, and see you see what that what that gets you. Going back to the theme of the pimps is you know talk about the pimps being soft. Now I know Larry's always been soft. He's a little bit soft headed, and he's also been a little soft hearted for a street pimp. But like Beverly, just with the sense of her moral outrage, robbed him. Mm-hmm. Robbed him at outrage point uh yeah. and he couldn't say nothing to her
1: which I, it looks fucking weak let me say cc would never let that happen
0: yeah but the thing is is like Larry's the same he's he's oh i know he's no cc <laughs> yeah he's at he's he's already out this game he just doesn't he know it yet yeah for sure uh which you know i i thought larry was my least favorite pimp last year because he wasn't cool he was dumb Mm-hmm. And he didn't he didn't really have much to him and him being an acting at least has made him like it's not just funny because I and I guess it's not that he I can't Larry seems like he got 50 I points uh, IQ points smarter from last season. Hmm. I don't know whether they just yeah. needed him to be like or maybe it's just uh, you don't have to be that smart to see, uh, you know, like race and class fucking you. Mm hmm. That you know you don't need to be a genius to, to to feel someone's boot on your neck and 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 that's what that, that I'm reacting to, to that kind of uh, vibe he's given off. But he's yeah, could be. he's gone from my least favorite to well, I mean, first, there's, there's not a, there's not a lot of pimps left in the game now. <laughs> right. He's my favorite pimp of the two. Name that are left. me another pimp. <laughs> right. Right.
1: Uh, aside from Rodney right i can't think of another pimp right and his and rodney's
0: not a pimp rodney's a junkie now
1: yeah he is oh man the state of his living condition
0: yeah like can't and the funny thing <laughs> is when Cece's like when when he's like yeah i'll, I'll murder her and Cece's like man you can't even put on your fucking you can't even tie your shoes <laughs> and like he kind of like look, looks down make and sure, sure they're tied and but probably I, th- <laughs> I, I think the joke is that no they're not tied been they, they're probably not yeah and he's like well f- the fuck you i i thought that was uh, there's a lot of great lines in this episode but that uh, that was a good one. But yeah, like it's a it's a sorry state. Now, I know you and I both watched after credits like, you know, kind of break that. I feel like that David Simon has uncharacteristically spoiled just a beat or two ahead of the story, like at the end of this when he talks about how pagers are coming and that's going to mm, be like yeah. a big, you know, uh extinction level event for the pimps because like, yeah. you know, Candy had her fancy calling service or answering machine now she can be out on the street and take a call like you literally i, I she could be with her kid and get yeah. a yeah i mean she could she could be directing a movie and get a call like yeah 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 like dude what do you need pimps for now i guess the answer is still security
1: mm-hmm.
0: but you could go to the mob for that you could go to the mob for that <laughs> or you could go to you could you could uh partner up with a parlor and uh-huh. cut him in for there's like a lot more options you could do with this technology like pimps are being automated out they are man <laughs> they are they're feeling a pinch, just like the American auto worker. But I thought it was weird for him to discuss this as a concept. Uh, I'm assuming it's because when the next time we jump, it's going to be over. Mm-hmm. But there's been two or three times this season where I felt like you're kind of spoiling next episode's plot a little bit, Mr. Simon. Yeah, uh, all due respect. Yeah, that's probably fair.
1: Um, some of the the shots they put into, I mean. Look, I get it. It's a next time on kind of thing. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, you don't want to give away too much. And I feel like they've given away some things. I won't discuss them here. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you really want them, you can go watch the after credits stuff. Uh, But that's the interesting thing about CeCe. He might be getting out in the wrong way at the right time. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, but man, I think about the life of a pimp. What good is a life if you are simply surviving?
0: Well, I mean, Cause that, that's all a pimp ever does. That was the thesis of like, was it Lucia? What? Who's the 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 flash Lat- Latino guy? Uh, well, he's not flashy. He's like understated elegance, because like oh, that yeah, was the yeah. whole statement. It's like what good is having it if you're not going to flash it? Uh-huh. Like if you're not living this pimp lot, you're right. It's like. If you're not living the pimp life to the fullest, you're essentially Bobby. Well, well Who the even fuck wants to be Bobby.
1: <laughs> no, not even Bobby wants
0: to no, be Bobby. But no, he doesn't. Uh, but but my point is, like, even if you're living the
1: pimp life, it's still not a life that provides you any comfort or safety or no. uh, joy. It's all just hustle. It's all like constantly, where am I going to get my next dollar from? Right. And fuck, that seems like a bad way to live.
0: Right. But you know, it's a lot better than being, you know. Uh, a junkie on the streets, or yeah. homeless, or like worse fate, certainly. Yeah, I mean, from from where these guys are coming from, and that's the thing. Like, uh, you know, like maybe little Cece grew up with uh, his mom as a hooker, and he grew up in one of these uh, flats that was owned by a pimp. And like, what must that have been like? Like he, these these kids. Uh yeah, you know, that's one of the reasons education's so important mm-hmm. and strong social safety nets is so like mothers and fathers don't get in positions where they're making Rodneys and CCs and for that matter fucking Bobbies and Vincent's and Frankies. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you want you want solid citizens that product produce to society. You got that shit don't come from nothing. They don't mm-hmm. they, they didn't just pop off the tree ready to contribute, ready to help.
1: And <laughs> I, I guess that's why I like Eileen's story so much, is because She was leading a life like that where everything was just focused on how am I going to get to the next day with Mm. food in my stomach and Mm. a roof over my head. Uh, Now she's actually got some dreams and ambitions and things that are going to fulfill her personally. And I I like seeing that for that character because I enjoy that character so much.
0: Hey, before we get into the episode any further, I uh, want to do some housekeeping and let people know what's going on here at baldmove.com. But first, as we've been talking about in the last few weeks or months, uh, encouraging people to register to vote. Well, guess what? Next week, next Tuesday, is the vote here on uh, uh, November 6th here in the United States. Uh, there, I'd like to encourage people to not just vote, but also be prepared and form a new vote. Uh, I think a great site to do that is vote411.org. It's run by the Women League of uh, Voters, and you can get information on all your local and state level as well as federal level candidates there uh, to be informed and to go into the ballot box. So uh, it's too late to register about damn near every place, but it's not too late to vote and get your friends and your family and your neighbors uh, encouraged them to vote as well. And we certainly encourage you to do that. We also are in the middle of our season of The Cage. Last week, we looked at one of uh, Mr. Cage's bright spots in his career, the action-adventure film The Rock. This week, we look at one of his more serious roles, The Weatherman. Uh, We got lots of coverage on baldmove.com of that as our super-serious film festival for Nick Cage. Season of The Cage rolls on. We're also talking Romanoffs every Monday. It's the new uh, Amazon back Matthew Weiner series about um, supposed or perhaps delusional descendants of the, the Romanoff dynasty. Uh, we ch- uh, consider that every Monday. Uh, Cecily and I are still talking American Horror Story on Wednesdays and Fridays. We released what we call our Cinematic Spooktacular last week, uh, Volume 1, where we talked about five scary movies that we've seen this Halloween season. We've got another one coming out a bit later in the week, just in time for Halloween. And last, uh, well, not not last, we're also seeing uh, for a bald movie this week in the bald movie feed, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, The biopic on Queen and Freddie Mercury in particular, that'll be coming out Thursday night. And then uh, finally, uh, my book, Gods of Thrones, uh, uh, a look at the religions of Westeros and Essos and Game of Thrones is on. uh, It comes out November 1st, just a couple days, but you can actually pre-sale it. So it'll be preloaded on your Kindle, your your e-reader of your choice. Uh, you can go to Amazon to check that out, and I'll have a link for you in the show notes. But that releases on November 1st. I would really love it if you guys would check it out. And if you do and you enjoy it, rate and review it on Amazon. Let's get back to the deuce. I would never have guessed that we'd have gone this long to the podcast without talking about the first five minutes. What was uh, the first
1: five minutes? blinded first five because minutes so was, was
0: essentially uh, <laughs> Reservoir Dogs, but, oh, but, Vincent, vi- yeah. but Vincent chickened uh, out. Right. You know, Which Tommy I'm had so the can happy. of gas going. He was spitting the tunes. He was yeah, ready to cut the... off an ear and party. <laughs> right. And Vincent just calls it off. Um, I'm so glad he did. Well, I th- so there's a whole there's a whole lot of contrast in this episode. There's Vincent's reaction to taking vengeance on someone, and there's Bobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Cece's rape of Lori versus frankie's extremely rough sex with the the older woman and they're like those are contrast, right like it very similar things you've got you've got uh, a, or almost opposites because like vincent's got a man's hand, a palm uh a life in his palm of his hand and all he's got to do is squeeze a finger and it's gone mm-hmm. whereas bobby went in that conversation with no real agenda other than what's frankie getting up to in the back room ends up killing a man yeah Cece brutally rapes Laurie and there's really not much difference between the act of Vincent and the, the the older lady except for consent. Yeah. And the older woman wanted that from that 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 <laughs> and uh, it's like it, it it's kind of like underscored in the dialogue because she's explicitly giving him instructions on what to do and what not to do and he's uh, as he's bringing her off, he's like, at your service, which I thought. <laughs> right. Plus, there's that, that callback so to, to Carsetti fucking the shit out of that uh, um, person as campaign staff in the bathroom mirror and admiring himself as Vincent's like, going to town. On, or not Vincent. Frankie's going to town, admiring himself in the mirror. Hmm. A lot of subtle, subtle wire callbacks. Um, but I, I just like I'm glad that Vincent didn't kill the guy, too. Uh, is that going to cost him anything with the mob? I was surprised no, that I, I think it actually would have worked the exact opposite. Uh if he had pulled that
1: trigger it would have cost him. Cuz that that's the final nail in his mafia coffin.
0: Not only that, but it would have plunged this thing between the horse and yeah. Rudy way because like um I'm still not convinced that the horse is playing straight with Rudy. <laughs> I think I think uh-huh. the horse is, is is whispering in Rudy's ear and passing him tranquilizers and no doubt horse tranquilizers, uh, (laughs) and and wanting him just to go to sleep and be fat and happy with the lorry contract and this distribution deal. and uh, Because, man, someone's banging bullets at Vincent, and I I don't believe that it's nobody that the horse knows. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it may be, like, I I don't think, we we went through all the different conspiracy theories last week, and, like, nothing really, like, the pimps didn't seem like they were certainly going to go to war against vincent i mean maybe dorothy well didn't somebody i mean somebody
1: confessed to like actually i don't know if ordering this hit is the right word but like somebody knew who it was
0: they said we didn't know that rudy was there basically well, he I think that was like you come in the middle of the conversation. My read on that was he was kind of like, Yo, know, really like, you know, like people shoot at people. They had no idea. Made man is in a car. It was all just a misunderstanding. And I'll so get he's the, not taking credit for he's it. Not he's not taking just credit. In, but he is describing saying, a situation. I'll, I'll take care of it. So mm-hmm. maybe you will. Maybe next episode uh, they'll figure it out and we'll get the tarp with the chair and the abandoned mm-hmm. building part two. Here's what I'd really like to see. I'd yeah. like to see the other
1: way around be true. Rudy is actually... Oh, getting the horse? Getting yeah. one over the horse Getting the horse... Putting the horse to sleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sending into the glue factory. Right. Uh, yeah, just... Setting him up for a fall. But Rudy seems... And, and this could be part of yeah. the amazing Rudy. Like, maybe he seems so cavalier and nonchalant about this stuff, but in his head he knows what's up, and he's about to do something about it. Yeah. That's what I'd like to see, but I don't, everything is telling
0: me Rudy is just like i mean, whistling past the graveyard. I mean that's the thing like you do we we do often say that Rudy's kind of gotten soft, but he didn't seem soft when he's rolling up his sleeves ready to go to town on Marty there, yeah, that's that's fair, like he still seems like he knows how to but The fact that someone made a play on his squad and he let it go to get it's it's I don't know, man, I I feel like that the horse sees this guy as a little soft and a little greedy and he can be led around by his nose a little bit like that. And it's it's going to be bad things before the end, because one thing I got, there can't be dangling plot lines from this season to next season right so I mean, like now is gonna jump five years the yeah. arc of this season is either the mob is shaking hands and this is going to be a done deal it's going to be the sex business is going to be like this is all played straight like hey we can have some fun and nobody's got to get hurt or there's going to be some kind of betrayal which means if, if that's the case it's going to have to happen next episode mm-hmm. because like who gives a shit five six years from now to mid 80s what you know the horse and rudy and, and i don't even think that we might even leave like Nah, there's no way you would leave New York, right? It's nah, the No, I don't think so, yeah. I think this is about to change. Yeah. Um, you know,
1: we're, we're we're five years from now going to catch up with how uh, fucking uh, suit and tie boys... Yeah, Gene. They're all, they're Gene Gene all wearing a, suit and the, ties, Gene, but you know the, who I'm the talking the about. Gene in <laughs> the
0: Moral Squad, yeah. Right, Gene, how his plans are actually shaking out, right? How his uh, economic warfare against yeah. the the pimps and the dealers and all that stuff is is going to happen. It just seems like... I mean, I don't know, maybe uh maybe in the mid eighties Times Square is still going strong was still a pretty sex stuff. Yeah, it was pretty shady. Because I, I remember like in the like it I don't know. like i I feel like in the mid nineties, the first time I visited New York, uh it was already kind of kind of like Vegas is now. Like you could tell mm-hmm. there is like some risque stuff going on but like I, I i never felt unsafe or uneasy or you know weirded out by anything hmm. but certainly nowadays like Times square is yeah it's a theme park i mean exactly it's, it's exactly
1: a shopping it's mega store yeah essentially it's it's
0: this, it's, this, it's it's essentially the main strip of vegas you, you get a fucking
1: naked cowboy who wears a jock strap like right. that's,
0: what the fuck yeah we Change gotta, your name to Jockstar Cowboy, a uh, misnomer of a human. <laughs> yeah. They're, uh, now's the time I'm just going to go ahead and read Scott's email because it speaks to this. It goes, I moved back to New York City in 78 and Times Square is still pretty much as it looks in the show. Hookers on the street, boy prostitutes in the arcades, peep shows, live sex shows, drug dealers, pimps. It was to this 20-year-old sort of magical. I never felt threatened there, and I did take advantage of most everything that Deuce had to offer. But now it says Disney NYC with Eminem stores, naked cowboys that aren't even naked, and Starbucks. Goodbye, old Calcutta, and hello, Lion King. Yeah. Uh, and then he designed a one-off T-shirt that says uh, make, uh, It's it's the famous picture of Circus Circus on and, you know in the, the late seventies uh, uh, Times Square, and it says uh, "Make Times Square scary again." <laughs> so, can you
1: imagine if they had done just a Amsterdam with Times Square? i know but how it'd have been how a different type of adult theme be. park yeah, yeah
0: yeah i mean even like someone should fucking try it like i guess mm-hmm. reno maybe uh well Times square is so fucking boring i went there yeah i don't know four years ago yeah
1: and if you don't want to spend a hundred dollars for some m&ms mm-hmm.
0: it's fucking stupid right <laughs> like, right i don't know i didn't see the appeal of Times square yeah yeah, but you know, like I said, I I grew up in a cornfield in in Mooresville. I was I was like uh, I was literally like a chimpanzee that was let loose on an aircraft carrier. I just <laughs> yeah. you know I didn't know what to do with myself. I <laughs> none of this seemed comforting or familiar. It wasn't scary. It was just it was just mm-hmm. loud and smelled weird and and uh, made my neck hurt looking up at everything. Yeah. Um, so we talked about uh, the the mob hit that wasn't. So we both think that was that 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 didn't cost Vincent anything. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it even maybe it even raised his his steam a little bit. Uh, do you think Vincent could actually kill the guy? That is a question I asked myself
1: after watching the episode. And I came down on the side of no, but I actually don't know why. Hmm. I don't know if it's because the things running through his head are, you know, like I said, the, this is the final nail in your mafia coffin. If you mm-hmm. do this, you're in forever. Uh, there's no way out for you. Maybe mm-hmm. it's partially Abby. Maybe it's partially uh, just this other life that he wants to lead. I I don't know, but I came down on the side of no. Yeah. What? Do you, how do you feel about that?
0: I don't know because I think you're supposed to. Get, you know, I talk about these contrasts and different, different scenes, and you're supposed to, you're supposed to. Uh, if if I'm right, this kind of like almost dialectic scenes, you're supposed to understand, like you 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 synthesize it too, and come away with stuff. Like, what were the differences between Bobby and Vincent? You know, one you had a guy that's antagonist, one you had a guy that's utterly submissive and literally begging for his life and swearing on his mother and his wife and his kid souls. Uh, you know, somebody that has wanted something for you versus someone that didn't have something, and then, I mean, not for, like, we like Vincent, and we like Bobby, sort of, but Bobby certainly would be understood as a racist by today's standards. Like, he might mm. f- think that, you know, uh, Black Frankie's okay, and Big Mike is cool because they know their role, and they... You know, the the, but but like I do think ultimately there is the extra spice of this black man antagonizing and going at this white man's wife. And it added the the extra spice that 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 turned it into murder. So I think Marty had a lot of things working in his favor that Cece had none of. And I think you're supposed to understand that, like, if the roles are reversed, maybe Vincent is pushed into that, just like Frankie and Bobby were. But I don't know, because Vincent, I think, is the smartest, smarter of the three. Oh, easily. So <laughs>
1: easily. Yeah.
0: Uh, do you think there's something significant about the Carlos uh, being a drunk and loose lips kind of talk that <laughs> like maybe maybe Rudy's problem this whole season has been Carlos? That he's, I mean, it's been one of his problems. Yeah. Yeah. But like more than just, you know, being kind of a lovable loser that gets the left foot truck all confused. Maybe he just has been running his mouth uh to the wrong people well now he's out there looking for a job right mm.
1: which could be more dangerous than having him in your organization honestly right
0: if he knows like your but what's right. I don't know, what kind of secrets did the what would he know i don't know he probably knows
1: schedules and routines and shit like that and for a hitman that could be pretty valuable
0: right if the horse wants to go out and recruit carlos right maybe do some damage uh, another thing about Vincent is I love the scene where he goes to talk to his old man, uh, played beautifully by Armand de Sante, uh, mm-hmm. and ask his advice about women. That, I mean, this so, this like Godfather <laughs> shit is so hard for me to relate to the idea that like, I think you're supposed to understand that these women kind of know, that to be a man and this this the the in their own eyes they have to kind of step out and and but but there's something that makes them feel special that they always like you know these other I had to look it up because I didn't know but this uh, Italian word uh, that he used to describe his women is, essentially mm-hmm. means whores hmm. like you know yeah these are nice women I had some lives but compared to the mother of my children they're, they're nothing and like there's I don't know but. I just like I've known a lot of women. It's hard for me to to think that they're all on board with this and that there aren't, you know, if nothing else, you're just making more generations of these kind of shit tier tip men. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, is it is it I mean, what, what is it better? to? I don't know. Is it I, I imagine Vincent's kids would rather have Vincent around. Um, I don't know what Vincent's wife would think. She seems like kind of a nightmare. But then again, Vincent's a dick. Uh, mm-hmm. and and the thing is, I think that Vincent really, I think he really loves Abby. He loves that, but but they also did a good job of showing how, what he loves, but the the fundamental difference between them. Yeah. That she's just more curious, mm-hmm. and he's content to, like, I'm not going to ask too many questions. Nothing good from comes from questions. Look, you ask questions, now I feel like an asshole about stuff. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know, that, it doesn't feel like they're long for the world, their relationship. It doesn't, and I don't think this advice
1: is actually going to get Vincent very far, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> cause ultimately it's not just up to him whether he stays or, or whether Abby stays or goes, uh, it's up right. to Abby and Abby I think is growing more and more dissatisfied. There's the look she gives him after, you know, this, this discussion of the, the manual camp book, um, mm-hmm. where she just seems to know mm-hmm. that this is over and it's, it's only, you know, it's, it's dying a slow death here and and she doesn't seem saddened by it she like neither of them really do it's just it's just running its course that's how it's going yeah, yeah. uh so I, I don't know if this changes anything and abby's probably out out the door soon
0: do you uh so frankie uh, picking up the the wealthy older patron mm-hmm. uh I mean, that's that's just to, number one, have uh, some fun at the doorman's expense, being uncomfortable having to let this guy up to... Although, mm-hmm. like, you'd think the guy would be used to it by now. You Th- would. This yeah. doesn't seem like it's the first time it's happened. Fuck no, it's not. <laughs> um, but, like, it, it's, it seems perfectly poised to serve to ask Frankie, what are you going to do? When are you going to grow up? And what are you going to do when you get old and you can't pull this shit anymore? And for him to gaze out and dare the universe... To do something about it, say ah, I, I, me old, I, I can't picture it. Yeah, uh, it's almost d- like he's doing himself to to live a, a long and uh, sad life hmm. in that scene. See, I think, I, I think what we're going to find out is these bullets for Vincent are actually it's 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 season one all huh. over again, where he catches a beating meant for his brother. Uh, well, no, he doesn't. He actually gets mugged, um, but but he catches a lot of grief. People are looking for him, actually looking for the brother. I wonder if um, yeah, I don't I don't know, because I feel like they've, they Frankie's played most of his cards this season face up. Like, you know, he's he's lost his wife. We've found that out. We know about his money trouble. The only thing I can think of is maybe uh with, with the horse found out that Rudy had invested in the money and that was already his to invest. And he's trying to go after Frankie and ain't hitting Vincent instead. Mm-hmm. I, I, what I'm getting at is like, it, like the ultimate, the wire Pelicano Simon irony seems like it might be coming to bear and that Vincent is going to take the bullet meant for Frankie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Frankie's going to the the one has no plan and no prospects is going to be the one that somehow survives this, this carnage.
1: Yeah. No, that that seems like what should happen here, right? Is that Frankie looks out this window, and says, "Yeah, I'm not going to get old. I've never thought that I'm going
0: to get old." Right, and then he does. Right, and he's not prepared for it. Uh, anything we want to? Oh, there' one other thing before we move around, uh, away from p- pimps and gangsters is uh, Rodney's going to try to knock off this pharmacy, uh, oh, and yeah. I would say with hilarious results, except for I don't think they're going to be hilarious.
1: They're not. They're going to be violent and brutal.
0: Yeah it's uh and tragic it's gonna be like dickie wasn't that the 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 fucking is it vinnie or dickie that was from season two of the wire when he tried to rob the electronics store the electronics fence i don't remember it's gonna be it's gonna be a shit show yep uh are we ready to move on from pimps, pimps and gangsters i think so uh we could i mean there's one pimp uh in name only that we haven't talked about and that's larry and darlene they have quite a bit of uh, character development here, too. Mm-hmm. Larry providing a lot of not only social commentary, but some solid humor in his role as the black uh, blaxploitation uh, film where he's a runaway slave and he's uh, def- def- defiling a, a farm girl uh, and, and taking t- <laughs> taking uh, umbrage at the, the coon shit that he's been forced to say by the writers who are writing what they think a, a black man would talk like.
1: Yeah. And And then
0: then the farm girl gets ideas, too. Right. Which (laughs) hilarious. I think that's uh, that's pretty funny. Um, And then I guess Darlene uh, Mm -hmm. looking for a job with no resume. We still see the smooth talking fellow student uh, that's that's helping with the connections with uh, a secondhand clothes store, a vintage store, I guess. Um, And he says he's a patient man. Uh, And she doesn't shut it down. This time, she kind of gives him the, you know, wink, hey, sailor, maybe if you just keep trying, and he picks it up. I wonder, because she plays it off like, hey, I live with my brothers and and my my dad. Uh, Do you think that he'd have a problem with uh, finding her real career? Do you think he suspects because of her clothes and the lack of resume? I guess I didn't get a whiff of him suspecting either.
1: So much as just, I don't know. He's probably blinded to some obvious hints about things. Yeah. Right now, because he just looks at her and he sees, oh, that's an attractive woman who I'd like to get to know. Right. That can that can cover over
0: a lot of sins early on. <laughs> <laughs> true. True. Um. So I don't know. There's not. I mean, the, there is. I mean, they're just laying the tracks for Darlene to get away from Larry and to see how, like, I think yeah. there's no point to that scene of Beverly coming back and, uh, no, it's Barbara, not Beverly, Barbara, uh, coming back and just stealing Larry's mm-hmm. money than the show that Darlene is like, this guy, you don't even have to stand up to him, you can just leave. And yeah. he's not even going to care that much, and he's not something that, it's not something you have to fear anymore. No, Larry's got his eye on a
1: different ball, and I'm, I'm worried that this may not work out the way that larry wants it to Mm -hmm. um every every bit of messaging i'm getting from this show is that larry is not the star of it larry Mm -hmm. thinks he's the star of it larry thinks oh i'm the fucking wolf i'm the star Mm -hmm, of this mm -hmm. thing but everything that eileen is saying about this movie is that it's focused on the women right right get let's get the camera off larry and let's put it on lori because we want to see her reaction because she's the one in control here and I think she's absolutely right about that in terms of the film, but Larry is thinking something else. Mm. And when Lori blows up and becomes this huge uh porn star, and he's just stuck and he as a does bit player, it, yeah. I where that's does happening. that leave him, right? He's abandoned right. his old life in search of this new life, and if he doesn't get that new life, he could just get
0: fucked. It's it's interesting because like adult film is one of the few like places where the the female, the male Pay imbalance is way skewed the other way because yeah, right. you can you can swing a cat around in any nightclub and find six guys willing to fuck on camera. <laughs> sure, it's it's the it's 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 harder. So the women get ten times to pay mm-hmm. uh, or more, five ten times to pay than men. I I wonder if you're gonna you're gonna appreciate that, Larry. This is kind of his hobby and avocation, but it's it's not what's what's going to pay the bills because. He even like I forget the, the name is it Vanessa, the, the name of the woman that's that uh, that the, the Dorothy's working with on the streets and saying kind of like, you know, pump the brakes, kid. Mm, um, I don't remember. But he, she's like the only earner he's got left bes- besides Darlene. And she's saying like, hey, I you know, like I got to I got to earn to pay. It's, it's you know, Larry's not like riding me, but we got to pay rent. Like, I mm-hmm. think there is a little bit of a, a crisis here for him. If he if Darlene gets away and he doesn't blow up the way he thinks he is now contrary to your point, And I think we're ready to pivot to Eileen's storyline. Mm-hmm. Eileen is kind of doing the, the exact same thing. Like she thinks that she's the star, she's front and center. She's going to be in charge of the marketing, the poster, <laughs> all this. Right. And everything we hear from the mob is like, let's, let's take it away from this woman who doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. Mm-hmm. And I can see them recutting her movie and just destroy, like destroying it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They could. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that that scene where Rudy and the horse basically just agreed to take the movie away from mm-hmm. e- Eileen is yeah I
0: was like oh yeah. no and you know Kiki like put up token resistance like I don't know Candy's smart girl yeah. you might want to listen to her and they're just like yeah whatever she doesn't know she doesn't know fucking and sucking the way we know it mm-hmm. we've owned and operated a penis our whole life little lady don't just let let's, yeah I, I don't know it's that kind of also reminds me of a, a plot line we didn't talk about Lori is are we sure Lori is safe Because Lori just got bought and sold like a pack of cigarettes. And I know enough about Linda Lovelace's career post Deep Throat to know that even though she was an adult mega superstar, she was also essentially a sex slave Hmm. that had no say in what was done to her, her body, or what films she made. and. You know, I, I got to wonder, like, is this a three-film deal? Plus, you got to fucking suck anybody we need in Hollywood to grease the wheels or any client that we want to pacify or us if we get... Like, what is Lori gotten herself into in this this contract?
1: Well, they did say it's a three
0: movie contract plus the rights to option her and other things. But is it like an old school Hollywood contract like Judy Garland lock in a closet and fed nothing but cigarettes until she lose weight kind of contract? <laughs> like, like you, 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 you. I I don't know, because that's the thing. Like, that's kind of old Hollywood. And if anything, mm. old porno has got to be worse. Right. Yeah. Oh, of course. So I don't know. I feel like I, I there's something there's still something menacing, um, and it's not just the fact that a piece of her soul has been taken by Cece. I feel like that there's still some some jeopardy because. Uh-huh. I but I don't know. Would I? it doesn't seem like something Kiki would go along with, but then again, has Kiki made deals with the mob before? right whose interest does she look out for the most like she's she's uh i mean but she's yeah like i said Kiki's going in this wide open she knows who she's dealing with and what their first mm-hmm. instinct's going to be yeah uh, i mean she
1: if she didn't know before she has to after that conversation i mean they're they're all but saying oh you want us to
0: kill this guy sure we can kill this guy right <laughs> uh but i don't know there's a lot of uh there's a lot of the show telling us that eileen's going to blow up and be the next big thing But Mm -hmm. yet we know the film's being taken away from her. The profits have already been stolen before she's even going to see a dime of it. She's planning vacations and, you know, being able to get that apartment with her son finally. And it doesn't seem like that's going to be in the cards. It's going to be yet another disappointment for her. Yeah, let's talk about her and her son.
1: Okay. Because there's some big developments here. She is dipping her toes further into the
0: tell my son about what I do waters yeah. she's 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 done dip the toe and she's now waited that's the crucial moment when you wait out in the cold water where the waves start touching your crotch yes that's where you start getting up on your tip. oh i'm not oh i thought i was right i'm not ready and i feel like that's where she's at in these frigid waters Yes. Yeah.
1: next she goes in just below her nipples yeah and then then you gotta take the plunge right under yeah so
0: she's right she's right there uh <laughs> but yeah and then i'm kind of shocked that she just didn't do it yeah because right there I, in front of her mother. It's all out on the table. It's yeah. done with. Yeah, like he handled the, like, I get it. It's an adult film. It's right, you know, like, uh, and there's the times like, oh, is it worse than that? has it, Like, she just, she, she chickened out. She chickened out. Did she chicken out or is this strategic? Is she What's acclimating him? The strategy, him? Uh, uh, the, the strategy the is,
1: yeah, to, to to tell him piece by piece, you know? Yeah. So he gets an idea in his head of what that might be. And then she can kind of set it straight. Mm. um and show him what it actually is that kind of thing yeah i don't know I, I i've never had to tell a kid that uh i shoot porn movies
0: bad enough that we 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 have a podcast like yeah it's it's, <laughs> it's 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 bad enough when i'm out in public and i'm explaining what i do and like inevitably the the couple shoots a sympathetic look at ses like oh your husband's a po- oh he's 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 a podcaster oh he's I get destitute. it destitute oh okay. right oh you're supporting him I, it's, right it's it's uh you know he's an overgrown man child <laughs> you've adopted this man child God bless you woman uh-huh. like yeah it's, it's like I and that that's a thing like, I could keep coming back to like middle school go to devastating insult even today your mom's a whore right like that sure. you go, you go at the mom yeah and. that's that stings even if you know it's not true Mm -hmm. and if if your mom's actually an adult film star who's fucking on camera, like that's the thing like this kid i don't know what his name uh eileen's kid he's never going to be ready to see the big bad wolf because he's got his mom fucking on camera
1: yeah no nobody wants to see that
0: no no nobody Nobody. but that's the thing also i
1: think eileen is super worried about this and she's got a ticking clock here because her movie comes out. If it is as, as successful as she hopes, right? It's gonna be everywhere, all over the news. Right. She's gonna make that rated, maybe NC seventeen R, whatever cut of yeah. it, and it's gonna be in theaters where her son could conceivably sneak into. Yeah, Uh yeah, that shit's gonna get back to him, and it's gonna get back to his classmates, and he's gonna know about it.
0: Yeah, so she's got to do it soon. And I can see that like da- that screwball Dave, uh David Simon kind of karma where. She's gone far enough that he now knows it's it's uh, red hot. Mm-hmm. The mafia is probably going to maybe like when this comes out, it's going to be uh, like Marty's name on it or it's going to be unrecognized. Like she's not going to get the fame and fortune from it, but her son's still going to know that she did it. So it's the she worst of all, all worlds. Yeah, she gets all the negative personal blowback in her family, but she gets none of the professional gratification. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the scene that sets it up. He's <laughs> in this movie. If if it If it goes that way. Yeah, that'd but, be bad. But I don't know. Like she's like, uh, you got to make make sure the wolf's black, and you know. And he's like, oh yeah, sure, sure. But uh, yeah, like making making Lori's tits from a B to D cup is like, uh, yeah, she's gonna. <laughs> all of this is being taken from her. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what what does it mean to be picture locked. Picture locked.
1: I because think it, that means no more no more edits. Like they're or, done.
0: Or what? Like. I mean, I what, what I know that what that means in like a AAA blockbuster title. I don't know what it means in the terms of like a low budget porno. Or I guess a I mean it probably means porno.
1: we got to duplicate this shit and get it out to our distributor or yeah. distribute it out to our theaters. And-
0: yeah. but clearly that that yeah. that that, print, that hasn't been cut print sent out no, so I, I just wonder because i there's a little bit of nervousness in the editor uh mm-hmm. i don't know what his name i'm gonna call him hoyt because that was his true blood's character's name uh hoyt says uh you know like he he raises the question of like i don't you know like are you sure we want to be doing this because i don't know what the backers are going to think yeah i think i think it's just like
1: maybe there maybe there's a cut that they've seen and they've approved right and then uh, they expect that that's the cut that's going to go out. And if they change it, I, I very much get the impression that uh, Eileen grabbed this guy and dragged him into the editing room mm. and said, there's a change I need to make here. Right, right. Yeah. And this guy said, well, we're picture locked. We can't do that. Right. And she does it anyway.
0: Yeah. Uh, should we talk about uh Chris? Uh, okay, yeah, and kind of like the moral task force because I think that's one the same. And we we see him open up on you know commiserating with his wife because they're both you know broadly kind of first responder type. She's a nurse mm-hmm. and he's a cop, and yeah, you know, he's saying I saw. I mean, first of all, he says his partner was a good was a good beat cop. <laughs> ah, I, I I think I think Jesus. a little bit of rose colored glasses in your and your shades your mirrored shades there, Chris. Um, yeah, I never saw any danny that i would have called good but i don't know maybe they they went through the academy together and they both wanted and and danny got sucked into the bribery right away i, I don't know i don't know maybe <laughs> there's a danny that we that chris knew that we never did i mean
1: there might have been a day a day fresh right. out of the academy the guy steps onto the street he's a good cop oh boom
0: he sees a prostitute he's instantly corrupted right instantly right but it's also more, more like you know, I think Chris sees like, you can only fight this futility mm-hmm. so long before you're like, well, shit, I might as well get paid for it. Yeah. You know, like you can only there's only you can only be uh, Lieutenant Gordon for so long before, you know, Gotham City kind of eats you alive. And he doesn't want that to happen. And I think that sets up the possibility of this this gene, this public morals guy, where it's like, hey, it, this is kind of like, um, you know, the fall of the money, for the lester fremont theory from the wire like we're going to go after we're not going to worry about hustling the, the hustlers yeah. we're going to go after these wealthy prominent uh i'm, I'm mostly jew i'm not sure why, why they were working that particular angle but we're going to pressure these men with bullshit charges like you know health code violations rat infestations and we're going to al capone uh we're going to go after 42nd street the way we went after al capone we're not going to get mm-hmm. him on his murder and racketeering and all this we're going to get him on tax violations essentially so yeah
1: and there's a some shame element built into that
0: right uh, but like, there's the, there's the carrot and stick you know like you don't want your name being blasted mm-hmm. uh for being a smut peddler being this like smut lord but also, if you get rid of this and we give you some lucrative contracts and put some money in these buildings, then the real estate value goes up, and that pushes all this shit out anyway. Yeah. So I think that opens Chris's eyes to like there is a way besides the you know uh, the Herc and Carver rip and roll in, mm-hmm. in Baltimore that you can you can attack these problems for sure. But on the other hand, also I don't I don't agree like 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 I. I so gene's method i know works what's the problem with it well the problem doesn't go away it just gets pushed out of a specific area right and and every time you grease a person's palm with some kind of reward to follow the law isn't that like isn't that how corruption works right you're saying they shouldn't be rewarded for the bad things they're doing because don't you just like wherever property values increase they're going to depress somewhere else and what doesn't the rats just scurry to the other part of the city and you're just playing whack a mole, yeah because, like I said, like from Chris, this seems like, oh, yeah, this could actually work, I guess. But th- I, I, that's the other thing that played a little false for me is I feel like Chris has seen too much to know that, like, look, this is a supply-demand problem. This isn't yeah. a, oh, this is too visible or this is too accessible. This is like, dudes want to get off. Uh, people want to get high and drop out. Uh, and they're going to find fucking ways to do that. And people are going to find a way to make money on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I. I i felt like that they i mean nobody was fucking advertising booze during the prohibition era right nobody was advertising it it wasn't
1: it it wasn't a visibility thing it was just people wanted it people needed it and they went to where it was
0: but they went to they knew everyone you knew where the speakeasy was or you knew where you could buy the grape juice concentrate you could pour in your (laughs) bathtub or if you
1: didn't you went and fucking found it because you wanted it
0: like yes it, it doesn't have to be advertised people want it they're gonna find it right so I I, I thought that, that they played Chris a little naive. Although I guess maybe a little bit. It's just kind of like the Wire. Like the, what struck me in my most recent rewatch of the Wire is how even the cops in season one missed the lesson, and season two missed the lesson of the Wire, where you know when they finally got the FBI's attention, and they're like, oh yeah, we definitely want to go after these politicians, of corrupt money, and like McNulty and company, like. What about these fucking dealers are shooting up our streets? Not seeing uh-huh. that, like, it, it's just the, the Dave and, and Dorothy disconnect, right? Mm. Like, yeah. we got to make these these top-level changes, and all the bottom stuff will just fall in line. It's much harder to to, to attack that, and it, it's it's a lot slower, more patient game, right. but that's the way you make true progress. Um, this is why I like Dave's plan so much. Dave and Abby's plan versus
1: Dorothy's, which isn't a plan at all. Do you it's want just to, a day-to-day, I'm on the street, I need to help a
0: random person, let's do it. I kind of want to talk about that, um, but I also, there's only one other point I want to make about this Gene guy. Okay. I was terrified throughout this encounter with the science fiction writer, I guess, <laughs> a science fiction fantasy writer, uh-huh. that this is going to be his downfall, because, you know, living this closeted life uh, as a moral task force crusader, he is uniquely vulnerable uh to to being his spot his spot blown up and having to resign in scandal and shame and i kept on thinking that like this guy asking after him is going like i I thought that he was going to get busted or he was uh, something's going to happen yeah so it's a sting yeah set up a sting on himself did you know that uh i did not know this the friend of dorothy's was like a a gay a, a, a gay code for like are you gay Back in the day. Friend of Dorothy's? Yeah, he said uh, no. he came up and said, hey, uh, I don't know if we, uh, uh, yeah. I, 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 I'm a friend of Dorothy's. I, I, I guess that's what you said. Yeah, Jesus. It co- I was confused because there's an actual character named Dorothy. Right. No. So, OK, I, same I didn't here, get that. same here. Gotcha. Uh, but um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I thought this is the thing that I that might bring this particular storyline down because but if Gene goes down, I don't think uh, Mayor co- is a cocker coke. Uh, Prob- I, probably. Koch. Koch. I've 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 heard this. I've heard it pronounced correctly several times a season, and it's just like you yeah, know, I, I know. I, I, I'm like color blind people's names and how to pronounce them. <laughs> um. Okay, you want to talk about Dorothy and the Do Gooder Gang? Yeah. Do Gooder Gang's out the door. <laughs> I mean, this is something I we talked about last week, where I said it seems like one of the problems of progressive politics is you've got the people with the plan and the vision. And you've got the street that you got the soldiers that are passionate and committed to the cause and they can't work together because all the soldiers can see is the bloodshed and violence and all the people on top. It can see is how much that's a distraction from an overall goal and how how can you tell a person like Dorothy to cool her jets? How can you tell her like, you know what, we need to we need to play a lot easier, more passive to these pimps, these people that humiliated and hurt you. And, you know, they're doing that to other women How can you do how how can the people with the vision keep the people with the manpower and the woman power engaged? Like it takes like these once in a lifetime Mm -hmm. talents like Martin Luther King Jr. to be like, no, God damn it. We have to or or Gandhi like like and, and even they are problematic figures themselves. But it takes this like. Force of nature to, 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 to just keep everybody in line and working towards the same goal, the same overarching goal to get anything done. And absent that kind of leadership, and guess what? Uh, I don't know if you notice, Dave is neither Gandhi nor Martin Luther King Jr. No, he's... Uh... Dave is a piece of toast with <laughs> maybe a very light <laughs> smear of butter on it.
1: Is that Abby's butter? That's <laughs> a little bit of Abby's butter? Because... I, I, what's she gonna do now? Okay, okay. so that's, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're 100 yeah. percent right. Like, so this,
0: this, this, this is the this is this is this yeah. is the problem with revolution trying to trying to overturn the system. Yeah, it's it's always it's the quintessential problem, and, and God knows I, I have no idea other than find a superior leader who yeah, just that's what you need. I mean, you need you need an incredible leader
1: to rally the people around your cause. Yeah, uh, and those are you know sometimes once in a generation. A couple in a generation—it's—it's it's a damn near impossible task
0: to find right. that. And that's the thing is like if you find someone smart, strong enough, with the education, with the background, there's so many better things they could be doing selflessly to to advance themselves. Like they have yeah. to almost sacrifice all of that potential uh personal gain like these these they like they have to like squander their talents on making things better <laughs> mm-hmm. rather than just like you know fuck it I'm fuck this public sector shit I'm going to go and you know make a fortune I'm going to you know run a mega church I'm going to start a technology company I'm going to you know I I don't know. it's 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 frustrating to see this thing that's actually working fall apart for Entirely understandable reasons from both sides Yeah it sucks Cause
1: I think Dave Dave is a bit Of a coward here uh, mm-hmm. To just say This one person is causing Us trouble and so I'm gonna give up Yeah like that doesn't seem I mean we know he's not the great leader That we're talking about right. so Maybe I shouldn't maybe I shouldn't harp Too much on it but like he wa- he Walks out the door in this episode Abandoning both of the cause that he feels so strongly or supposedly felt so strongly for mm-hmm. and also this woman who is in on the same cause and may have feelings for him. I I don't know what, what the status of that is. It just seems like a
0: cowardly thing to do. Yeah. And it also feels like I think that you know, if we're talking about the like uh the activists versus the leadership, it's like it just reaffirms like, oh, things got hard for you, Dave things got thing, things got hard for you and like oh you're gonna you're gonna quit because it's too hard like mm-hmm. i got a straight razor shoved at my armpit and twisted around uh, and i'm still out here but that yeah. i think that my and that's another subtle criticism i'd have with this is i felt like simon put his thumb on the scales by showing that dorothy's um kind of like growing militant activism is actually uh turning it is, is actually not being well received by you know, it'd be one thing if if the other prostitutes were like, y- "Right on, girl, we need all this help and help us and organize us and all that." But her bullish tactics are, you know, fucking them over too. Mm-hmm. So it's like I think most times there is a little bit more of a split decision. That like, you know, it it, it felt odd to me that like the the entire Deuce had turned upon Dorothy in 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 this brief season, <laughs> and I felt like that maybe was Simon trying to. I don't know he he's a he's a prophet of doom for sure uh, and like there is a little bit of fatalism to this like you're right like Dave I mean I, I guess he's trying to tell a real life historical maybe maybe Dave's out there fucking listen to the people on the front lines and maybe other people on the front lines realize that you, do you, it, the only way to get a whole generations out of the situations caused you pain is to allow the system to continue A little bit longer
1: I I mean every person you get out Is another person who comes in That's the thing that Dory doesn't fucking get But she
0: does get it she just doesn't care
1: (laughs) It's such It's so fucking stupid Right. Like okay so you saved this person Right But you just opened up another Vacuum which another girl is gonna fill Right Which girl do you care about more and why Right Let's get this whole problem solved Right Man, but I just it's, I it's, have no patience for small thinking like that, yeah, which yeah, yeah. it sucks because you could also you could look at that and say, "Well, Jim's a fucking uh yeah, sociopath and doesn't you're, give you're, a shit, has you, no
0: empathy." You're an ivory tower liberal that doesn't really give a shit about like you're just moving chess pieces on the board and you don't. The problem is if you give a shit about the girl who's in the situation now yeah.
1: and you give a shit about the girl who's going to walk into that situation in right. the future, the only option is to change the situation for good. Yeah, you, you can't just help a single person
0: because that means you've opened an opportunity for another person to get abused. Right. Well, and like, it will happen. Let's say you and I, you know, let's let's arc our, our biggest trauma in our lives is we were raised in a stupid cult. And let's say that mm-hmm. we decided we want to take down a Jehovah's Witnesses once and for all. And we recruit a bunch of man and woman power uh-huh. Uh Say ex Jehovah's Witnesses would have nothing to do with this. Because they want to get out and like just live their fucking lives. So we have <laughs> sure, yeah. We, and like like what do you think the breakdown percentage wise would be like You'd have militant. You, anti- you'd have a bunch Jehovah's of militants, Witness. like yeah. you'd have a bunch of people that like want a bunch of different things. You want people that like, you know, that They want to convert they they they're they want to they want to convert these witnesses to some mainstream Christianity. You want people to want them out in secular and like it would I could see so easily how this shit would because the people that you rely on the manpower, are the ones that have the most trauma, have the most skin in the game and shit. We get in vicious heated fights about the goddamn podcast network that we got, Uh, you know, like, oh, and this isn't like I mean, it's our livelihoods, but it's not our life. It's not our actual lifeblood that we're spilling here. I can see so easily how this shit just spirals out of control.
1: Yeah, and that's why you need someone stronger than Dave yep. in the mix. And, and th- that might be flexible, Abby. Or... Honestly, that could be Abby. Yeah. I'm I'm looking to Abby now like, fuck Dave. He's off the bandwagon. Fine. It's Abby's turn to step yeah, up. I agree. Be the leader here. Not rely on this dude for support. Mm. Uh, and... And come to say, and maybe she has to meet Dorothy in the middle somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. I think. Right. A good leader is also compromised. They don't right. just tell everybody to fall in line behind them. Right. So maybe she does that with Dorothy, but. Or you she's sell on something. the vision of
0: like, look, you really want to piss the pimps off. You like, let's 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 I want to sell you on this vision. It's ultimately going to mega fuck them you know like you can hurt Uh them but if you want to kill like like sell them on that vision and say like I'm just as mad like like match them with because I feel like Dave uh that is a mistake to try to stay above it and try to stay like sometimes you have to get emotional to show that like you know this pisses you off just as much Mm -hmm. i mean but you know there's again with dave and dorothy how can he ever sell that like this (laughs) guy you know
1: dorothy is results driven and if she doesn't see that something is right actually working every moment of the day yeah she's done with it yeah uh so i don't know let's let's see what abby can do how about that
0: (laughs) i would like i would like to see that um so it'll be interesting to see if, if Abby's able to bring Dave or Dorothy or both back into it. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, <laughs> prostitution still illegal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still have pimps. We still have drugs. We still have the mafia. So I know that not a huge amount of social change can happen here, but yeah. we'll see. <laughs> right. Because that's the other thing is, like, there's always the light. There's always the bittersweet. Like, you know, uh, Wallace dies in the projects, but one kid is able to be adop- adopted by Bunny Colvin and he gets out. You know, like, there's always... It, it, like one of David Simon's big things is you can't trust institutions, you can always trust people. So maybe Abby can do some individual good, and maybe that's why, maybe Dorothy's got the right of it. Like, you, you can't fix the system, so try to save individuals. It'll be interesting to see what the thesis is at the end of all this. Yeah, you actually hypothesized
1: oh, maybe they'll move away from Times Square, and or uh. the, the 42nd Street, and I, now that I think about it, that seems almost fitting in this mm. show. for And surprising for a show that's about that area, but like, like you said, where do what happens to these things once they're driven out of Times Square? Right, they don't just go away. So we might have to follow it out into, you know, different boroughs. We might have to follow it out into different areas sure, to sure. see that point. And yeah. I think David Simon would be well aware of that and willing to follow that so we might wonder if, like you remember
0: that one season when mad men was like bi-coastal it was like you know pete was yeah. in uh uh-huh. california and Donna. i wonder if they could do that where like right. vincent and abby are still stuck here in the deuce as it's spiraling mm-hmm. you know into its 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 disneyfication and we follow like laurie and kiki over at the you know where like things seem like it's something like you know, I know enough. I've I've watched Boogie Nights. I know, I, I know enough about the '80s, the the golden age of porn, to know that it wasn't all roses mm-hmm. and it wasn't all the sunshines and and puppies. So, uh, the other thing that we haven't talked about is Paul. There's not a yeah. lot. I mean, it basically kept his ball in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, his boyfriend has a very popular and very sexy magician stripper act and (laughs) right which he's disappointed has kind of pigeon he's been pigeonholed into yeah and like you know paul's like well you could be rock hudson a megastar but who's in because he said you know you kiss one man on screen and you're in that box forever Mm -hmm. and he's like you know rock hudson's in a cage uh you know do you want to be that versus you know you don't have a lot of money but you're young and you're sexy and you have freedom and you can you you you, the the world's kind of your oyster if you just give away if you just you know, give up the dream of having a estate in Malibu. So,
1: I, I'm unsure about this. And correct me if I'm wrong. Uh-huh. Uh, is the point of that Rock Hudson uh, comparison that Rock Hudson was closeted and
0: that he couldn't come out and right. therefore he
1: couldn't live the, his true yeah. life? Yeah, he had family, okay. yeah, and all that. Okay.
0: And I think also Rock Hudson was one of the ones that died of AIDS, which is I think. Oh, really? I I feel like there's there is also when we look back there's going to be a tale of like this so one of this person's like a typhoid marty type that and Mm -hmm. i I also the other thing i thought um going back to frankie a bit is that you know this had a reputation of being like a gay man's disease but Mm -hmm. we know that that wasn't entirely true and we know that like frankie is super promiscuous and having sex with a lot of uh Women who have sex with a lot of men, who have sex with a lot of women (laughs) and men, and and I I wonder like if, if, like uh, like Frankie, when he says like you know when he says like I don't see me getting old, you think of him as like dying in a hail of bullets or mm, you know at the bottom of the Hudson River. Like, what if he just gets AIDS and wastes away?
1: He does a full like Dallas Buyers Club next season.
0: Exactly, exactly. I could see that happening. What's the Two different. Like every time I see, I'm, I'm thinking like Jesus Christ. Some, so many yeah. of y'all are going to die. Um, yeah. And it's going to be all right in the thick of things next season. So. Yeah, I
1: wonder, I wonder if they could do, like, shoot James Franco at two different times. So
0: have him play all of his, like, Vincent stuff mm. as he is now. Because then do you, like, he's, a, he's emaciated up. Frankie. Yeah, I wonder, because, like, I noticed that he's noticeably bulkier. It could be because for other roles or whatnot this year. But it also yeah. could be to heighten the contrast of him going full machinist if they want to go in that direction. <laughs> could be. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Do uh, you well, anything else you want to talk about? Should we get the feedback? My feedback. Hey, if you've been enjoying our coverage of the Deuce here at Bald Move, uh, know that there's a ton more that comes from, and you can get even more by joining our club, club.baldmove.com. Uh, not only do you get all the content everyone enjoys, you get a bunch of special bonus features. For example, a lot, uh, some of the things like our live watches, uh, and our script rewrites and some of the other bonus features that we've got for the season of The Cage, a super serious film fest, uh, uh, looking a six-part look at Nick's, Nick Nicholas Cage's film career. You have to be a, a club member to enjoy that, as well as things like Lunch with Jim and Aaron, our quips, uh, our live recordings of our podcasts, our ad-free feeds, tons of bonus features that you can peruse for free and, and sample at club.baldmove.com just by visiting. You don't have to even buy anything. And if you do sign up, you get a free 30-day trial. You can try the whole thing with no money out of your pocket. What a deal. Uh, Support independent podcasting and get some nice things for yourself by going to club.baldmove.com. Uh, All right, TV at baldmove.com is where you send in this feedback, or we have a thread on our forums, forums forums.baldmove.com. Already considered Scott's feedback. Uh, Let's move on to Lauren M. Something I thought about after last episode, what if all of Paul's extracurricular activities leads him to potentially uh, passing HIV on to his boyfriend, Kenneth? I know the next season takes place in the early 80s, and unfortunately, they're definitely the main characters most likely to end up with that storyline. I mean, that would be the ultimate karmic fuck is that you know paul like dodge well how would that work <laughs> yeah, yeah you're right i don't think you can give it to someone if you don't have but it. kenneth who has kind of outgrown all this and yeah. you just constantly wants to settle down like he catches it because of paul like that's like you know uh, that would be the kind of screwball karma that that the uh, simon of pelican is trafficking yeah um lauren also says and uh, just because i'm curious where does the deuce rank on your list of david simon shows personally the wire is always the best but i think this comes in second for sure I've only uh, seen
1: two, The Wire and this.
0: Yeah, I was just talking to Cecily that I've got in the off season. I've got to watch Tremé. Mm-hmm. Like it's you know I don't think it's going to be as, uh, as gripping, maybe, but it's got to it's it's got to be the same way that like okay you might not see where everything's going and it might not be pulse pounding from week to week, but it's going to be excellent quality television that is going to really make you think or be profound like once or twice a season. And the only way to do that is to spend the other eight hours spinning the yarn Mm -hmm. because so many, so few shows do that build these elegant house of cards across weeks and months just to knock them over. And very few do it with the skill of, of, of David Simon. But yeah, it's, it's honestly hard for me to imagine something, you know, beating like David Simon beating The Wire because me to me that is his most purest thesis about society, comprehensively and inter- as 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 comprehensive and entertaining as you can make it. The, the, the Deuce feels like almost like a Cliff Notes version of that that you can just <laughs> breeze through in three scene, uh three seasons. Uh, not as much sex, not as much violence, or much more sex, not as much <laughs> violence. Um. So maybe more relatable. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, moving on to Lana B. I'm a little sad to see CC's death. I mean, I know he's a horrific human being that did terrible things as a pimp. However, one, he was gorgeous. He All right. Like It's funny because Cecily hasn't seen... I don't think she's seen an episode of The Deuce um, because sometimes we just have to make decisions about stuff we're going to do together as a couple or stuff we're going to do as bald or we'd Essentially, she'd be working for Bald Move for free. <laughs> uh but she's listened to the podcast so she kept up and she she happened to watch this with me last night and the first thing when CeCe stepped on she's like god damn that man is gorgeous. <laughs> That's literally literally what she said. I don't so, know, he's got a loose button. He's
1: I'm got that sure loose button can, fucking yeah. the little
0: threadbare uh, around the edge of Cece. A Little bondo on his car. Uh this crack showing. Atlanta says too, he always brought simmering tension and oh so menace uh that he or oh so menacing that he played so well in the show. I agree that his and Lori's storyline naturally came to an end and her leaving did not look good for his ego or reputation. I'll just miss the guy. No. Also,
1: where, where the hell is he from? Because his accent is not American. Are you talking about the character? Yeah. No, the actor.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, there you go. He's. I just looked it up. He's born in London, UK. English stage, film, and television actor. Okay. Dancer and musician. Man, yeah. he's the quintuple threat. Jesus Christ, what a talented hmm. guy uh but yeah i mean this is like it's it's the same this is uh this is the serious stringer bell like going into season three of the wire hard to imagine it without uh mr bell around Mm -hmm. but it felt right and it was a big loss of the show but they were about to kick off a whole other thing and the thing is is we don't I, you know they're telling the story of the like it it's like uh this is the cetaceous era, and we're gonna we're gonna jump forward into modern times and wonder where the T rex is like, oh, it's like you know we missed the T rexes around, they were such great characters, yeah, but they're gonna go extinct, yeah, they the thing are. is is we pimps aren't extinct i mean i is it like a place this where This
1: kind of pimp is extinct
0: yeah, kind, the street pretty pimp much. is extinct yeah but the, I still feel like that. I don't. Honestly, I don't know how hooking works today. It's either. all. It's like Craigslist mm-hmm. listening the internet, but yeah. you still got to have protection, right? Because guys are still fucking menacing creeps, and if you don't yeah. have somebody looking after you, then what the hell? What? What's that? I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what form the pimp takes. I know we have sex workers that have historically listened to the show and the podcast. So if you want to anonymously chime in and, and let us know the score, I would love to uh, read that email, dummy. Bobby's killing CC was maybe a bit too much for me. It's quite the leap to go from running massage parlor to killing someone because of a lighter. I thought the point of Vince not killing the guy was to show that people not in the game can't make the same type of choices that people in the game can, but Bobby killing CC throws that out the window. I don't want to complain too much because it was still the wonderful episode and it's been a damn fine season. I mean, obviously I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah. And I think that you're supposed to see these as two opposites and... You know, honestly, Bobby's not a crime death, or Bo- CC's not a crime death. It's a, cr- it was a it was a it was a crime of passion. Mm-hmm. This is not a mo- mob hit. This wasn't over business. This was purely personal. Yeah. Uh, versus Vincent, who's all business. Like if this death isn't going to help me out, then why do it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I think that's the thing. Like guys like Bobby kill people all the time, you know? Uh, get a little people get lippy at each other people drink too much people stay out too late there's all kinds of shit bad shit happens so I yeah. I didn't think it's like he made a conscious decision to kill the man it's almost like a reflex
1: absolutely I mean Bobby is the criminal world's Danny right mm-hmm. I mean Danny did the same thing an episode ago mm-hmm. shot himself in the head I don't know what Bobby's gonna do about it but right uh, that's that's the equivalent here
0: yeah that's the thing is like what how does Bobby live with this going forward yeah because uh, I don't see him being a made man, uh, the least of which because he's Irish. Here's the thing. Going forward.
1: Bobby, Bobby lives with this until he gets caught. And then he fucking kills himself, right? Like I, Danny was that type of guy, too. Danny could live with any amount of guilt, yeah. any amount of heinous shit that he's done, he could live with. What he can't live with is it being exposed.
0: You know, maybe maybe Frankie takes... The, the credit slash blame for it and, be, and parlays that into being a maid. Nah, there's no way. No fucking way Rudy makes this guy. <laughs> Frankie. Yeah. I mean, he's probably more
1: reliable than Carlos. I mean, like... He's not, he's not constantly drunk or high
0: or... Yeah. He probably wouldn't steal left shoes. I mean, like, but the thing, he's he's like Fredo, right? Mm. V- Vito doesn't bring fredo into the family fredo has to be born into the family for sure yeah. i think rudy sees frankie coming and like i don't care who the <laughs> fuck you killed and how much money it <laughs> saved me because you, you I, I gotta think there's gonna be a scene of uh rudy sending someone to to to, to cc's stash house and like rifle because like mm-hmm. pff, should we just pay this guy 15 grand fuck that uh someone greased him for us what if he brings vincent in and then vincent wants frankie in
1: <laughs> what does rudy do Rudy know. tells it
0: probably doesn't go fuck himself i don't know uh Kuman man yeah he like yeah, so price too high vince yeah uh Kuman says my vote for the line of the season perhaps the series damn y'all murdered the shit out of that motherfucker <laughs> uh pretty good pretty good yeah finally eden uh cc's murder definitely puts dorothy even more into pimp's crosshairs not only was cc the one keeping them from hurting dorothy and uh but that unlikely voice of reason oh, has been shit. removed yeah you're right now, uh, but not only that, the pimps will link his disappearance to the mob. With Lori safely in California, Dorothy becomes a proxy for all the prostitutes trying to get out from under their control. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I... Man, Dorothy's a woman without a country now. Uh, the streets don't want her. The respectable reformers, uh, she's she's too extreme for them. Uh, that's typically not a, great, not a great place to be in some sort of uh, revolution or evolution of society. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be, uh, you know, you you don't want to curse shit, you know. I was going to say you don't want to be the Malcolm X, but shit, you don't want to be the Martin Luther King either. Uh, You know, that's the other thing about, another thing about being this leader standing up, the shaking the boat, rocking the boat, is that you start getting them across there as a very powerful people. Yeah. Much more powerful than pimps. So... Uh, thanks for all the thoughtful feedback this week. Again, you can send that to TV at baldmove.com or get on our forums and uh, gab it out with us. Forums.baldmove.com. We'll be back next week for the finale. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how they, how now, now that I know that they're going to have to jump forward, how they kind of set the ship on that course. Or even if uh-huh. they do, because like, I never felt like last season that I was being set on a... Uh, a chrono voyage no but, but it, it happened and it, it worked amazingly so maybe they just won't care and we'll just have a doozy of a season fin- uh, premiere next next up uh, next season but we'll be here next week to talk about it i uh, hope you guys join us until then i'm aaron and i'm James. later